This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Agency Intelligence, where we give you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. We bring you the real stuff. I bring you the real stuff. I do what I do because I do it for you. And today I am bringing you Ellie Platt. And she is um, part of the series that we call the Mom Series, which is actually Mothers of Mastermind, M-O-M. See what I did there? Every once in a while, I'm creative. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring to the light the, uh, the great people that we have in the Mastermind. And sometimes, as we always do, probably in this society, I don't think sometimes uh, if you're not a loud person, if you're not out there speaking up all the time, you get overlooked, right? Yeah. And so, so, and so that's that's why I wanted to bring uh, some of these people forward because the mastermind were loaded with talent in there. So, um, do do appreciate it, and thank you, and welcome to the podcast, Ellie. Hey, Jason. I'm happy to be here. It's yeah. exciting. I'm a loyal listener. I listen all the time. So. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. We do the best we can. Um, but, you know, I, I, I wanted to reach out to you because uh, for all you loyal listeners, she was recently a Mastermind uh, Spotlight member. Um, and that's where we highlight one member right. a month and we have them come on and stuff like that. And you had an interesting track record. You're, you're really, really glow, uh, glowing, growing. Oh, um, and growing. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same thing. I mean, oh, when you, yeah. when you are growing, you're probably glowing, you know, cause we're happy. Uh, so, so what I, what I want to do is I just want to just discuss life and discuss yeah. insurance. We're two people meeting at a, at a local establishment, having a cold, refreshing beverage, discussing insurance. Okay, Sounds great. boring to about 99.9% of the world, but, <laughs> but to us. It is probably my favorite topic. So, I, I mean, I'm it good. Is. I can it pull is. out a beer right now. <laughs> you know, isn't it weird how we, we've developed in this sharing world, like two sets of friends. Yeah. Right? Really. You have your friends, right? Your people, you're in your community, your church, right. you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe from high school, whatever it can be. And then like you have this whole other thing. And this like, whole other, right. And I see more people in my Facebook feed that are from insurance yeah. than yeah. I do my other friends, right? Right, right. Such and a weird wild. thing. You know, it's interesting, like over time where it's becoming more and more, you know, because Facebook have, has their algorithm. So obviously mm -hmm. they're showing me who I want to see. <laughs> I'm seeing the insurance people like that's who, you know, what I'm me looking too. at, what I'm interested in. And there are amazing people out there. Like I mm -hmm. actually uh, this week, I was listening to a few like of your old podcasts and Billy Wagner. Oh, my God, that he's a legend. 
He's amazing. So many great people that you are, were like-minded. You know, it's so mm-hmm. great to connect with people like that. Um, I saw him in Arizona last month and just, you see him in my heart's like, ah, I love this guy. He's so great. You know, there's so many other people like that in our industry that I love to see not only what they're doing in their businesses, but their lives. Like they become friends. They do. They do. Mm -hmm. They do. You start to see the effect of social marketing. Whenever you do have a more personal relationship with them, you Mm -hmm. don't have to go through all the rigmarole. I already know Daniel song and his wife and his kids, right? I already Mm -hmm. know what they do. A lot of times I know they're fun things. They do Daniel, um, you know, whenever they're going out and they're in San Francisco, I'm thinking to myself, Oh yeah. yeah. It's uh-huh. his wife's, it's his wife, him and wife anniversary, right? I just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the things that you know about people already. Yeah. And it allows us to dive deeper into a relationship when we do see each other like at Brainshare. Right. So, yeah. Um, so are you ready? Here we go. Yeah. iPhone or a Droid yeah. user? Oh, so I am currently an iPhone user. I am mm-hmm. an Android user, lover at heart, I would say. Android has my heart. Really? My son, my 12-year-old son... Uh, duped me into going iPhone, Apple, really all Apple products in general. And um, so our only deal was that he had to use some of his allowance to buy Apple stock. I was like, you put your money where your mouth is. And then, you know, <laughs> then, you know, well, we have a brokerage account, like it's something fun we do together. And so I was like, you know what, you can do, we can do this, you know, but you're going to, you know, really support Apple then. <laughs> wow. That's, that's so, an interesting concept. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. But yeah, I do. I tend to, I like Android better, but I mean, iPhone has some great qualities. Oh, absolutely. It does. Yeah. It does in my son. So my oldest one, he just took the droid. He didn't care. My youngest one refused. He wanted the iPhone. So I yeah, made yeah. him work for it and do things. But I will tell you, especially when you're trying to keep track of them, it's mm-hmm. a lot easier if you're all on the same network. The systems work together a little bit better. Oh, uh, and I am like the, I am a tracker. I'm a mother that tracks. Like I know where he is. I get the alerts. You know, Ellie, let's talk about that for a minute because yeah. that's a very interesting concept. Because when you think about that, how does that affect our kids? I'm my wife's a tracker. My, yeah. I'm a tracker. I yeah. I think she does it a little bit too much because I think it puts <laughs> worry into her head that we should. Right. You know, sometimes we find out at a later time it's like, oh, they really were just there or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh-huh. But as my wife says, it's the two or three times she catches them not, which makes it worth <laughs> it. Um, but you know, the thing is, is that how does that affect them? Think about this: when they're thirty and thirty-five and forty, True. do they really right. mind being tracked? Right? They've been True. tracked their whole life by yeah. so many things. Right. Thoughts right. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I think I think it's something to think about. My son's twelve. So for me, it's more of a safety thing. Yes. I'm not um I'm also a single mom. I'm not married to his dad, so he's not always with me. So oh, I think uh, he's younger. So I do think it's a little sometimes it's a safety. Like I know um like to know where he's where he is. So so I do I think as he gets older, you know, once mm-hmm. he's 15, 16 years old, I probably will stop doing it. But my son tracks me. So it goes the other way. So oh. my son, he just had, this happened recently. He was somewhere he didn't know. He was like, why are you at this address? <laughs> and I don't want to have to explain <laughs> why, why I'm at where I'm at. And so it does go the other way. So, wow. Interesting. Good concept. I like that. What's the at last app you downloaded? Oh, uh, I, I was in the Bahamas a couple months ago for a wedding and I downloaded a constellation app. 
So that would, and so you can look at the stars. It's actually been cool. My son and I have done it together a couple of times. Um, I mean, business wise, I just downloaded, um, bookings. We just started using Microsoft bookings, um, like Calendly, like it's a, but it's offered within Microsoft or Office 365. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we, so I, that's probably my last business. app. What's the tracking app you use for your child? Life 360. Yeah. That's what we use too. Yeah. And it's good. I mean, I have, I'll have some things like different places I know he goes frequently, like it'll pop up, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a good reminder for me. Like, I'm like, Oh shit, I need to get home from work to be home. Like, you know, sometimes it's a good reminder for me too. Yeah. He's got a bunch of friends that live in this subdivision and they all live like so close to each other. And yeah. so sometimes that's the tough thing is a little uh, first world problems in Life 360. I don't know exactly what house he's at because the thing's oh, kind of yeah. like, sometimes I know he's grabs, right here. Right. Yeah, he grabs other things. Yeah. Anyway, okay, wow, interesting things. <laughs> um, so do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Oh, I love to win. Yeah. Love to win. I, I think like most people, that. I've grown the most through my losses. Um, mm. but you know, I think that's, they've added probably more value to my life, but I'm a winner. I want to be the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely can see that in you too. And just yeah. uh, from knowing you of what the ways that I do, right. I can definitely see that. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Luck or skill. What's brought you to where you are? Um, so I've thought about this a lot cause I listen people answer this frequently. So, um, I don't know. I'm a big, I would say definitely say skill. I'm a big believer. Um, who was it? I think maybe it was Seth Zaramba that said he doesn't believe in luck. Um, That's right. That's right. There's um, probably one of my favorite quotes was the guy that created vaccines um, is a uh, chance favors a prepared mind. It's one of my favorite. I use it all the time in the office. Mm, and I think Benjamin Franklin had something similar that um, something like success happens when opportunity and skill intersect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think, so I do think, you know, I feel like I've been very fortunate in my life, but I mean, I've had to be ready to take advantage of those opportunities. So I, th- I lean towards skill. Love it. Love <laughs> mm-hmm. it. I know your background, but take us back 20 years, those nonprofit days, those uh, yeah. nationwide days, bring us forward in about three or four minutes to how you got where you are now. It's sure. a good, good yeah. little story. So my background, so I do not have an insurance background. I, my first job out of college was in the nonprofit world. So I did fundraising, grant writing, marketing for a local nonprofit in the area and um, never thought I would leave. I was there 10 years, but I got to this place, like a lot of entrepreneurs where you're sick and tired of working your butt off for somebody else. And I was ready for something new. And at the time in Ohio, um, so I'm in Ohio, um, nationwide insurance was looking at a new strategy and they were taking all these agents that have been sitting on the renewals for 30 years and bought them out. And they were trying to bring in new agents to take on these books of business. They were consolidating them, bringing on books of business, bringing on new agents. And so someone had given them my name. I sat down with them, never in a million years thought that I would do this. <laughs> and within five minutes, I was get quitting my job, getting my insurance license, you know, and going to buy a book of business in a very small. So I'm in, you know, I'm in Northeast Ohio. We're, you know, it's a struggling area. It's a pretty oppressed like area, but this was even more, it was a smaller, even smaller area. So I took a really small rural book of business and, um, left my job, took a leap of faith. My son was two at the time. You're a winner. And I just did it. (laughs) And so, and 
you know, and it's been amazing. So I, when I got in and I've talked to you about this before, but I got in and I didn't know insurance. You know, if you had to ask me what comp and collision was, I could not have told you what it was. So I walk in day one, there was one employee in the office. Um, her name is Kate, who's now one of my most dearest um, people in my life. She gave me her two week notice. And she's like, I'm out. She's like, you're the age of my kids. I've been here for 20 years. She's like, I'm done. (laughs) And so she, thankfully I said, Kate, give me one month. Let's just give me one month and let's see how this goes. And so she agreed to one month, 10 years later, she's still with me. Mm. She threatens to leave probably every month. (laughs) Um, She's one of those that doesn't love change, you know, but that's okay. Um, But she always comes around and she's amazing. And I've learned so much from her. And, um, so, staple of the industry. It's our staple of the agency. It sounds like. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's been a one, she's been wonderful for me. Just, I've learned so much. She's been a mentor in a lot of ways. And so, so I started there and then once I started to learn insurance as an industry, but also even basic things as in, you know, so I'm 90% personal lines, home and auto. Um, even I didn't really even understand what the revenue stream was walking into this business. You know, I just did it. And once I got in and I understood the process of, you know, renewals and um, where our cash flow comes from, um, I, you know, really it's just real. I mean, like so many people, it's an amazing business, an amazing mm-hmm. model. And so mm-hmm. I decided my focus um, and my focus the last 10 years has been almost exclusively on acquisitions. So I have in 10 years done 10 acquisitions, um, all nationwide insurance books of business, um, which wow. is obviously much different than doing an independent acquisition. Um, but that's really how we've grown as an agency. Wow. Is that your plans for the next 12, 24 months as well to keep growing that way? Say that one more time. Is is that also, is that your plan going forward to keep growing Mm -hmm. that way? No, no. I think the people (laughs) that on our team would kill me. Um, No, I think I'm on a place now. (laughs) So we are, so last July, like all nationwide agents across the country, we went independent, Mm -hmm. um, which is the best thing that could have ever happened to really myself, our business, our clients. And, um, so I feel like in a lot of ways it's been 10 years, but we're a brand new agency and, you know, I've spent the last couple of years learning and growing from people like you, um, just the greats of our industry, um, mm-hmm. just being a sponge. And, um, so I think now our focus, my focus now is mainly on growing, um, organically, you know, how do, how will our agency now fit into, how can we be an agency of the future? And so that's really our focus now. Um, You know, I think we've, I've grown to a place where I'm proud of where we're at. I mean, we're a good size agency. We're about 12 million in premium. Um, So lots of 10 agencies, but they were also little, they, you know, a lot of little agencies. No, that's if you're managing now, good for you. Yeah. And just huge challenges that come with that. Um, a lot of those small agencies, which is typical in our industry are, you know, a, you know, an agency owner, typically a man, a woman working in the office that pretty much runs things. And I've had to consolidate all of these into one organization. So we're talking, so a lot of the, and a lot of the agents that have come on, it was an identity crisis for them. You know, they're running things, you know, they're the right hand person to the agency owner. And so it's been a lot, um, merging cultures and, 
workflows and personalities. So that's probably been my biggest challenge, you know, and now we're at such a great place. And now I'm thinking, okay, we have this great team in place, you know, now what does this look like in the future? And so that's where we're at now. And I'm excited about it. Yeah. Oh, I can tell. I can tell. Ellie, you are, you are excited about it. And wow, what a great place to put yourself. 12 million in premium. Uh, things we, we get more stresses with the more revenue we get, but we're also right. able to do things, right? That we right, couldn't right. do before. You're building a building right now. Am I right about yeah, that? Yeah, so I just bought yeah. a building. Bought I just a bought a building. building. Yeah. yeah. So one of my favorite people in, is um, Seth Zaremba. So Seth is about an hour from me. Um, from uh, he's north? in Cleveland. Yeah, he's a north. Like he's in Cleveland. I'm about north or um whatever southeast. Southeast. <laughs> okay. so he's an hour from me. He's in Cleveland. Okay. And um, Seth. Yeah, he's such an amazing guy. I remember, you know, when I first <laughs> met him or first realized who he was, and he was so close. I literally, like, I called him. I Facebook messaged him, and I showed up on his doorstep. I was like. I just want to spend some time with you. And he did. He spent a couple hours, you know, in his office. He was so great. You know, so he's one of the people I've really learned from. Yeah, he, he really, he is fantastic. Now, now on the, um, when, you know, when we're talking about, uh, we're talking about the future of where you see yourself. I wanted to ask you this question. Have mm -hmm. you thought about growing in commercial lines? Yes. So what are your thoughts there? Have you thought yes. of developing any niches? Yes. And I think that will be the way that we go. So since I started, I mean, most of the agencies I've purchased have been home and auto. Mm -hmm. um, but when you look at our growth, the growth that we have had outside of acquisitions, it's been in commercial lines. So um, yeah, I think obviously niches, I think is the way to go. Um, we Ellie, have you thought about my reason for asking the question is, is your uh, nonprofit background yes. is huge. And the reason why it's huge is not only is it good because you know the industry and you have a street cred, mm -hmm. but it's also a niche that if most places call and uh, nonprofits call an agent, the agent's either going to say no or they're usually going to go to an ENS brokerage market. So right, you right. having premium is going to allow you to get the markets for it. You having the background and saying, hey, here's my target business marketing approach. I think you'd kill it. I because love that. you probably already have niches. Right. You, I mean, I mean excuse me, you already have contacts. You know? Right. And I think kind of naturally that has happened. So a lot of the relationships ah. I've had in my nonprofit world have carried over. Um that the biggest, yeah, I think, and I, I know that's, that's been, a, that's a niche of yours, isn't it? Nonprofit. That's absolutely, that is. Yeah. My niche, yeah. I've, I've really wanted to talk to you about this because part of the challenge of going from being captive to independent is obviously finding carriers and because of our premium, yes, it's been easier, but I've had some that it's been a little more difficult. Um, churches and nonprofits are an mm -hmm. interest of mine. So my father um, is a, was a church pastor. So I grew okay. up, you know, and, and so that's also a natural market of ours. And um, so I think finding the right carriers, and I, I don't know that we, I've, I've really identified who those people, who those carriers are yet. Right. Um, but I, I agree. I, it's definitely an interest. Um, hey, if anybody, if anybody's a loyal listener out there and you're writing nonprofits in the state of Ohio, give hit, find, uh, Ali on, on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. try to give her some of those markets. I think West Bend writes there. I'm not exactly yeah. sure, but I think they do. They have an unbelievable nonprofit market. Uh, first nonprofit is really, really good. Guide one is really good. Now, when I first got into the nonprofit, I got into the churches, but what I realized is 
that is a very huge political game. That yeah. was just me personally, because uh, you always have somebody on the finance committee who thinks they can mm -hmm. save money and they have a buddy, right? right. And so mm -hmm. it's just constantly, it's like, okay, I'm really having to reshop this thing for $10,000 in premium, right. right? Which is fine. And sense. I'm not trying to say that that's low or high for our agency. That's low. And it's like, yeah. um, social organizations, anything dealing with kids or seniors, you know, those, those things yeah. are usually. And it's where, that's my passion. I mean, my background's nonprofit. It's still where my heart is. I um, mean, if you look at our agency, so much of where we spend our time and our network and our referrals still comes from that nonprofit world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's definitely uh, something I'm interested in. So I would, yeah. yeah, Philly, I've talked to Philly a little bit, you know, yep. I'm doing actually a They're really good. good nonprofit with auto owners, um, which we mm -hmm. have. So um, auto owners is one that's definitely shown some interest in nonprofits. So okay. the DNO, like finding that I think is mm -hmm. been an issue, that's, but that's, that's, that's definitely an interest. Um, we've also, I actually think it would be funny to have like a church, do like um, breweries and wineries and churches, like that be our specialty. <laughs> Because I feel like that would be awesome. <laughs> and hemp, you know, so we do a lot of farm. So mm -hmm. in Ohio, um, industrial hemp is now, um, farmers can now grow industrial hemp. So we just did a seminar on industrial hemp. So I think it'd be hilarious to do like yeah. weed, beer, wine, and churches, you know, like those are niches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be great. That would awesome. That would be really good. Yeah. Um, and you could really would... market the heck out of that, right? Like just right, playing right. on the fact that these are weird things. Um, yeah. But no, I I hear your nonprofit. When I read that earlier, I was like, man, that nonprofit. Mm -hmm. niche. And the thing is, is I get me personally, I like niches, not so much because I have an expertise in it. I like it because it keeps other agents away. You know, uh, whenever yeah. I, I used to do railroad contractors, that was my very first niche back in yeah. 05. And how I did it was, is I had this lady say, are you sure you do railroad contracting? Because every time we try to get a quote, no one has the markets or no one can get us a quote. Right. And I remember yeah. thinking to myself, like, holy cow, if no one else can get those markets and I can. And so yes. that was the same thing with nonprofits. I realized that nonprofits, right. when I quoted on two or three of them, they were all with like ENS markets. And I'm like, I'm yeah. coming in with West Bend and my market's just yeah. killing. And there's only really truly three or four good markets in the whole state of Illinois or within about four or five states. Right. So it allows me, and then most agents, like I said, want to stay away from it because they're scared. And yeah. really it's nothing more... It isn't. It's right. the same thing. And that's mm -hmm. what that's that's what all loyal listeners and everybody needs to know. No matter what niche it is, ninety-five to ninety-nine percent of the insurance is all the same. It's general liability, yeah, how it's you classify it, it's got mm -hmm. autos, umbrella, you know. I but mean, also the marketing. So you're able to we're able to be more strategic about how we reach out, you know, to that industry. And I like it for that reason too. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. CAS certified.
the, the, the industry is neglected too, Ellie. Mm-hmm. So like they have these federal and state requirements that make that they have to like bid their insurance out every three to five right. years, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no one really knows. It's actually yeah. every three years if it's state, five years if it's federal. Well, they don't know. And then whenever they have to bid it out, then they're just like taking copies of their yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We tell them right at the beginning, yeah. the first day that we write them, if you decide to bid it out in three years, which you have to do, we're going to prepare your bid packets for you. Wow. And then, and then yeah. what we do, what we do is we just take what's recommended from that. the government. Mm-hmm. And now guess what happens whenever they want to bid it out. If they, for some reason, want to do it earlier, they right, they'll right. email me and say, Jason, we're going to bid this, uh, this DNO out. Yeah. Would you get us something on that? So we wow. built those packets. Um, it also gives us an inside thing. So that's what I mean. That's There's awesome. a lot of other, those things they're neglected. Yeah. No one I need ever- a double, you've inspired me. I really need to double down on that because it's, so that's what I did was I prepared the RFPs. I, that's what I did on the nonprofit side. So I just did a presentation to a group of um, recovery houses and and they, so they're licensed by the state of Ohio, but they're just, you know, basically property owners that are renting space to people that have, you know, drug and alcohol issues. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of these, there was probably 20 of them there. Half of them probably were insuring with like a traditional um, dwelling fire, like, or home, oh like God. not even commercial lines, I've ran you know, in. so things like that. I mean, there's so much need, I think, in that industry. And, um, Agents just want the business. So they just take it on and they throw it somewhere. Yeah. yeah, So you can go in and just destroy Mm -hmm. the field just by doing what they should have been doing from the beginning. I think for me, it's just aligning the carriers. And that's been Mm -hmm. our biggest challenge. You know, going independent, I was focused on like, let's get some personal lines carriers. We got our four or five that we wanted. And now commercial is where I really need to align the carriers that are going to fit with what we do well. So right, yeah, yeah, yeah DNO and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like that. So no, that's that's. Well, anyway, I'd love to talk more about that or anybody, you know, just about carriers. Yes, please. If you're in the mm-hmm. state of Ohio, they 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 need to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and you know, and you build your little stories. Like people are like, well, how do you explain DNO? Well, to be honest with you, all I have to do is I've read what I read. Right. It's very vague to a lot of people, but it's very exact. I know that sounds goofy, mm-hmm. um, but I developed three or four stories that I heard. I got one from Garth Brooks, uh, a real <laughs> DNO story that he did to a hospital down in Nashville, and wow. so uh, reading that put it together mm-hmm. that, oh, that's what DNO is. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so anyways, 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 that's cool. um, I'm inspired. Uh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> last thing on nonprofits, most of them were started in the seventies and eighties. So a lot of the executive directors now are in their fifties, sixties and seventies. Yeah. And so there's a huge turnover. Right, that's right. why I created a podcast called MP <laughs> local because there's all these CFOs and these yeah. account executives who have been working for the executive director for five, 10 years, and now it's time for them to take over. And they're kind of like, okay, I was only doing the stuff I was supposed to. Now I need to learn the nonprofit business. You have an insight to help those people better their business, which insurance just comes. That's interesting. That's happening in our market as well. So even in our area too, there's an agency that is sort of known for nonprofits and their Mm -hmm. producer she's about to retire. And go. so I've been kind of spending time with her, talking to her as much as I can. So because, mm-hmm. you know, I think, cause at some point she's going to be done. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. That's a, that's a good mm-hmm. one to, to go mm-hmm. after. So, um, 
So, so anything that, uh, how is life? Um, I know you talk about your 12 year old. You only have, you have one son, correct? So I have one son. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. And so do you see him coming into the business? Oh, that's a great question. I don't, I, I would, I see him owning a business. Um, it's funny how in acquiring the agencies that I have, how many of these agents, their children didn't want to get into the business, which blows my mind. Like how, why would they not want to? I know. Yeah. And I no, I would love if my son wanted to do this, you know, so um, I would love if he wanted to get into it. One of my probably big challenges now is, you know, just being a single mom, and I, I pose this to the mastermind group, is um, succession planning. You know, I think so many agencies don't think about that in general, is, you know, what ha if something happens to me, you know, what happens to the agency? Or what if, you know, mm -hmm. if I retire? And so, you know, have, being a single mom and having a 12-year-old son who he's not going to be able to jump right into it right away. And so I've been mm -hmm. lo really looking at that right now is, you know, what are my options you know, if something happened to me, um, how would I keep the agency going until he was mm -hmm. old enough to decide if he wanted to. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting yeah. thought. Yeah. And that's a big gap, right? Because he could possibly be 10 years from now at the age of 22 or uh, right, maybe, right. maybe he decides not to go to college and come in right at 18, which I'm not yeah. against by no means. I'm one of those people that gets looked at whenever, you know, <laughs> I go to my son's, I go to my son's thing at the end of his sophomore year and the teacher's like, so what, what college are you really looking at? Cause we need to start lining up for this. Right. My son is very challenged in school. He has a, a, a learning disability. And so yeah. for him to get straight C's like, we are working and we're pumping, working right? Yeah. I just looked at the, the, the principal. I said, this, he's not going to college. If he yeah. wants to go to college, he can go, but, but school yeah. is difficult for him, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And, and my sons, he's starting to see his older brother, who's 21, who's joined the agency. Uh, it doesn't take long for Gavin to realize my oldest 21 year old that like, yeah. okay, if I really bust my butt for five to seven years and really learn this, like I'm going to be yeah. making $200,000 a year yeah. as a 28 year old. You know what right. I mean? Right. Like yeah. there's that kind of potential. Will it probably happen? Probably till he's 35. Yeah. But still right, right. He's at the age of 35 and he has his thing, you know, right. and his, mm -hmm. and his brother. And so anyways, yeah, I, I, um, you know, I mean, I like I, to see both. I like the idea of them getting other experiences and bringing mm -hmm. it back to the agency. Um, but my dream would be that he would take over the business for me. Mm -hmm. um, he's mm -hmm. going to buy it. <laughs> I mean, if that's what he wants. I say that to him all the time. Like, you're going to buy it. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah um, mama, mama needs a way out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I, you know, I, I, I think it would be a great path for him. Um, my son's similar. My son actually does pretty well in school, but he really dislikes it. You know, mm -hmm. he, and he says all the time, like, you know, this is just a waste, you know, he doesn't see the value. I mean, and I get it in some ways, it's like, why do I have to learn, you know, this, you know, different math or different things? Like, am I really going to use that? And he's right. like, I just want to buy rental properties. You know, he's 12. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, yeah. you're, he's, he's so exactly right. And there's people that need to know theorems, but my mm -hmm. son is, he's not in special ed. He's the assisted. It's right in between special ed uh, and what okay. would be normal. Mm -hmm. And so like, like they're wanting him to learn theorems. I'm like, he can barely remember yes. X and Y's, right, let alone right. why are we concentrating? Why don't we start to just get real with him? Let's and focus start on to practical Practical yeah. things that are going to get him through life. Uh -huh. Yes, exactly. And so, yeah. you know, I'm teaching you. cursive. 
Do we really need to take right. time every day to teach cursive? <laughs> right, right. Do we really um, need to do that, right? Really, are the so entire, anyways, yeah, all of it. And my son's, you know, yeah, he brings it up all the time. He feels like it's a, he feels like it's a waste. He's doing busy work and it stinks. Cause I, like, I feel kind of the same way. In, um, I'm like, he's right. <laughs> and I try and talk about, we're building a foundation, you know, you know you're, that everything mm-hmm. builds on each other. So I talked to him a lot about persistence and discipline, you know, that w- you're learning to play the game. You know what, who cares about A's and B's, but the fact that you're learning ha- mm-hmm. what it takes to get an A, that's a skill, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And so, that's, that's something exactly that you right. can use. So I try, I do try and talk to him about that, but, um, and there's some kids that this, the traditional model of education works, you know, if you're going to be an astronaut and, a, you know, a lawyer, surgeon, like you need calculus, my kid's probably not going to need calculus, <laughs> right. you know, but you know, I think, but it's still good. I mean, he's still, I, I keep trying to push him back to discipline, persistence, you know, all of those things that you get from consistency, right? Consistency. Consistency. I tell, I tell my son, cause I say it a lot. I've said it on the podcast. You can do the wrong thing consistent and you'll be successful at it if you do it long (laughs) enough. Right. After a while, people will just be like, dude, he's been doing that wrong forever, but I guess it's just working. Right. It's one of those weird (laughs) things. Consistency is so What is it about working out? If you spin in a circle every day for 10 minutes, you'll lose weight. Like (laughs) every, just do it every day. Like you're doing something. That's right. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. Totally. I like that. (laughs) So, uh, you know, what are you, let's, let's wrap this up. Is there anything specific that you want to say to the loyal listeners when you listen? Um, you know, is there anything specific that you think normally? Um, Is there anything you want to say to them? You know, I would say, so in start, you know, the last few years I've been a sponge, you know, I'm new to the independent world. Um, and there's a lot coming at us, you know, lots Mm. of solutions and products and ideas. And I think the one thing that I've really taken away is that you have to really look at yourself and your agency Mm. and we're, you know, all of our agencies are different, you know, something that might work for you might not work for me. And Mm -hmm. so I think I know I've had to be cautious about bringing on different technology or management systems. The last couple of years has been a big thing. And, you know, I might personally want to go in one direction, but I have to look at our team and what we have in our, our technology skills and what we're able to do. And so I think, I think that that's important is really looking at there's um so from my nonprofit world, it was a drug and alcohol treatment, really big in AA. And there's a saying in Alcoholics Anonymous, it works if you work it. Mm. And, and that's it. I think you, you pick your systems, you pick your technologies and you work it and you might change, you might adjust. But um, I think that's the one thing I've learned is it's so easy to get off course, you know, by shiny objects or something that might be working for another agency. But I think staying in the course sometimes is important. So that's right. been, that's been a big thing for me. Um, it's easy to get the, you know, the paralysis of analysis. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think that it's an easy thing to have happen, but I keep going back to what does our agency need? What works for us? You yes. Know, so. So good. So good. Bogus. Mm-hmm. He's always says that uh, inside of the mastermind. <laughs> yeah. He always says it inside the mastermind, no matter what kind of conversation you get into, he'll go, guys, remember it has to do what works best for your agency. Yes, you know what right, I mean? Right. It's the absolute truth when he says that, because it brings us all back because you can be in the same room yes. with 
10 people and they mm-hmm. talk about the same thing yeah. and five of them never got it to work and the other five are making a ton of money doing it. Yeah. I think sometimes as agents, we get stuck in wondering why rather than just realizing it is what it is, it right? It is what it is. Uh-huh. And there's things that you can do that they're not very good at. Let's, yes. you know, so like you just Absolutely. said, kudos to you, kudos yeah. to you. And the independent world is awesome, right? Oh my gosh. I am so thankful. It's the best thing that could have ever happened. Mm-hmm. Not just to me, but our clients. Yes. I feel so good about what we're providing to our clients and to the community. Yeah. You've said yeah. that twice now. I really like your appreciation mm-hmm. for your clients. Yeah. Very little do you talk about you, which humbles yourself very well. So, Thanks. uh, <laughs> Ellie Platt, I definitely uh, appreciate it. Now here, you know, I know you might get your kicks on to Netflix. You know, <laughs> what are you watching when it comes to your stuff after, uh, after hours? Oh, I am really not much of a TV watcher. But I, there's a time when you yeah. turn on something to go, so, you know. This is horrible, but I watch. So it's actually so crass and crude, but I watch the roasting of Justin Bieber this weekend. And it was the funniest thing I have ever watched. Like I laughed out loud, but it was like Shaquille O'Neal and like Snoop Dogg was like smoking weed on stage. And like, it was like, Oh, Martha Stewart was on it. It was hilarious. Like, so oh something I would say, I'd like to watch things that make me not think. However, I would say I do love Handmaid's Tale. Um, oh, man, my wife that, that just came out, which is such a downer. But, you know, I do a Handmaid's Tale. Um, I'm a fan of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I love roasting, that. Roasting a Justin Bieber. Look it up. I'm Make actually, sure your kids are nowhere in sight. Is it, is it on <laughs> Netflix or, or something? Uh, it was on, I think I bought it on Voodoo. Okay. Yeah. You right. have to buy I'm, it. I'm going to, I'm going to. And it's old. It's from like 2015. Right. But it's like, so. there are things they say where you're like, are they allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It was sometimes, good. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, you know, uh, a secret um, that I, I don't think it's a secret because I haven't heard it this year, but there's been talk over the past couple IAOA meetings that they would put with him knowing uh, Nicholas on the uh, stage I like and that. pick four or five people and have and roast him. That's hilarious. <laughs> and Nicholas has said he's he'd do it, but he says every time we talk about it as friends, he says, just remember one thing. I get the microphone last. <laughs> <laughs> and and it kind of scares everybody. We're kind of like, well, okay, never mind. Cause you know, no, Nicholas, that's I mean, too. so it's so it's a comedy central show. Like there's like a yeah. whole model for it. But um, so Justin Bieber gets up at the end and he goes down the line, you know, to every single person there. It was like ludicrous. Like it was hilarious. So I don't know if I could do it. Uh, Nicholas and I have a very close relationship behind the scenes. So yeah. I don't know. He knows a lot about me. I'd be like, Ooh. that's hilarious. He's so awesome. Anyway. I was just in, I went to Phoenix for the oh, Better yeah. Agency Conference mm-hmm. and um, not even so much for, I mean, their software is great. But mm-hmm. just to be, I wanted our team member, I brought a couple people with me. I wanted them there because there hasn't been anything lately. And mm-hmm. I wanted them to be around Billy Wag, Willie Wagner, Chris Langell. Like I just wanted them to be around and then soak it up. just soak it up. And it's funny how we've come back, how energizing that is. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you're in your small little bubble, like I'm in Ohio, the agents around us, they're I mean, I hate saying this, but they're mediocre. They're not great. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're not, so they're not totally flat. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> but I do, I like them to be able to be around that energy. Yeah. And I think it's been so great. Yeah, totally. they're not belly flat. They aren't. <laughs> yeah, they work it. Of course they're not. It's taking you to a, this much time to get where you are. Thank right. you very much for, for coming on the podcast. One last one, though. Leaders yeah. are readers, and I know you're a reader. Um, what are you reading? Uh, I've been really reading a lot of investing books lately. Um, oh, wow. There's one. Um, it, that, was been my, that was my New Year's resolution. Um, the Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins is one that I just finished. Um, okay. A lot of similar to the millionaire next door. Um, really, his message is really about living below your means, um, living off of half you know you make and investing mm -hmm. the rest. Um, right. He's a big fan of Vanguard, so but um, it's been it's a really been a really good one. It's not how much you make; it's how much you keep. Mm, right. You know, right. I, 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 I've always known that and heard that, but I heard Nicholas Ayers say that in 2016, mm -hmm. uh, we were in Cleveland at the, um, Elevate. Elevate. No, that's I, where and, I first and, met you. Okay. Okay. So my first entryway into this insurance agent mastermind was I want, I came to your breakout at Elevate. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. So oh, he says, he, no, that's, that's cool to know. He says, mm -hmm. I remember him saying, he said, why are we all in business? And everybody's raising their hand and saying different things and to take care of people and all this. And he's like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he was like, okay, click. And he clicks behind and it says profit. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's why we're all in business. And how do we make profit? Right, we right. keep more than we spend. You know, he did this kind of thing. And it yeah. was really, really important because it gets to the bottom of, I mean, that's really what we're trying to do. And that's what that book is saying. Right now I'm reading um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, um, yeah. I have, I've heard about that so many times. Mm -hmm. I've never read it. I was on my way back from Chicago and I listened. I finished up Matthew McConaughey's Greenlight. And then I was just like, I'm going to listen to this. And and that was one thing he really preaches in there. It's not about how much. It's one of the most simplest things that makes the difference between someone who's rich and poor. Yeah. Is who, keep, who keeps more? Who keeps the most, right? Who keeps the most, right? So you can invest yeah. it, right? You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Invest it and making and being frugal, making good choices. Just because you have the money doesn't mean you should spend it. I mean, That's I've tough. been around lot a lot of people with wealth and they're you know they have all the cars and the money i mean most of those people are up to their eyeballs in debt mm -hmm. you know is that the legacy i want to leave my son no you know yeah, and so yeah. so um it's a very it is a really that's a good book it was a good reinforcement so right. and rich dad poor dad's a lot like that the millionaire next door is another one I haven't read that either, and I need to. I'm a snob for some reason when everybody says read these books, I never <laughs> read them. Um, I like to read other stuff and then I'll come back later. Yeah. Um, Ellie, I, I definitely, uh, and I greatly appreciate you and the loyal listeners sure. appreciate you coming on. Um, this is a, a whole, it's a very fun series. The mom series. Yeah. Thank you for having I, appreciate, me. I appreciate you being in mastermind. I really, truly do. Yeah. Thanks for what you do. Yeah. No problem. No problem. It's easy when I get to talk and learn from people like you. So no problem whatsoever. Uh, to all you loyal listeners, you know what I do because I do it for you. This has been Agency Intelligence where I gave you a real agent inside real agency, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass. She's Ellie. We're out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. 
really. We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.